May peace be with all of you. 今天晚上我们要学习的题目是神殿中的青橄榄树。And the topic for mutual encouragement this evening is a green olive tree in the house of God. 圣经里面有记载非常多的树。And the Bible, uh, in the Bible itself, uh, there are many trees that have been recorded. 但是橄榄树是其中一样最特别的树。And uh, among all of the trees, olive tree is the most outstanding. 因为橄榄。橄欖枝子、橄欖樹這幾個詞在聖經裡面出現了100多次。Because either uh, the name olive tree or olive tree of branches has been mentioned several times in the Bible. 從舊約到新約。And right from the Old Testament to the New. 無論對舊約的以色列人。And regardless it's applied to the uh, Israelites in the Old Testament. Or to the new believers in the New Testament. 他們對橄欖樹啊都有特別特別的看重。all of them emphasize great deal on the uh, olive tree. 甚至他们觉得这种树啊，特别的神圣，特别跟信仰有关系。And even to the extent that they refer uh, this tree uh, to a high level of uh, of godliness. 我们看诗篇的五十二篇。And please turn to Psalm chapter fifty-two, 第八节。诗篇五十二篇的第八节。Psalm chapter fifty-eight. 五十二章第八节。Excuse me, chapter fifty-two,verse治愈我。奏向神殿中的青橄榄树,我永永远远依靠神的慈爱。But I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. 这里大卫将自己比喻成为一棵橄榄树。So David uh, has, uh, has used... Uh, the uh, olive tree as a metaphor for himself. So this tree has been planted uh, in the house of God. And this tree has been uh, loved by God abundantly. It's a very special tree and it's full of life. And so why did David use olive tree to describe himself? So what kind of spiritual significance can we see out of this uh, green olive tree? And this is what we're going to talk about today. And first of all,橄欖樹啊是非常的好看,非常的榮耀,華美的. And a green olive tree itself is beautiful to look at and it all, it is also glorious. 因為這個橄欖樹可以長得非常的大. And because uh, olive tree can grow uh, to a, a very uh, large in size. 它的枝子可以散開,非常的密. And a branch uh, can extend uh, to a very uh, very wide. 整個的形狀啊,看起來樣樣就非常舒服. And the entire shape of the tree uh, can be very comfortable to view at. 所以聖經說啊,它光是看起來就很榮耀,很華美。Therefore, uh, the Bible describes the uh, green olive tree as uh, a tree that is beautiful to look at. 我們看何西亞書十四章的第六節。And please turn to book of Hosea. 十四章的第六節。Chapter 14, verse 6. 它的枝条必延长，它的荣华如橄榄树。它的香气如尼巴嫩的香柏树。这里特别形容橄榄树的枝子跟一般的树不一样。So it's a description over here that the branches of all the tree is very different from the other trees.它的枝条啊，一直蔓延出去。So the branch itself extends.很有型的，那个形状真的很漂亮。It takes shape. 
但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄榄树都不一样。但是橄
uh, to be animal like. There's no uh, no morality. There's no God in them. There's only self. There's only desires. They live all their life just to fulfill their desires. So if this kind of life that a person is living, it would never reflect the beauty of God. Therefore, A, a green olive tree, is reflecting uh, the beauty of God. It is also reflecting uh, the design of God. So today we need to apply this to ourselves. So if you look at, uh, if you think about this morning when you woke up till now, any of your thoughts today, they actually reflect. Uh, any part of beauty of God. Your interpersonal uh, reactions, uh, does that reflect a uh, beauty of God or, or different from others? Oh, the words of God, uh, if you're the, the uh, children of God, are your words different from the rest? Let's look at our family. Is our family manifesting uh, whether this family is creative of God? And there's so much harmony, there's so much, uh, so much agreement in it. And if the couple has already reflected uh, the beauty of God, and do they love one another? And your children, or the relationship between your children and yourself, are there something that people admire? Or people think that the children of Christians are so filial? And all these are the questions that we have to pose at ourselves. Even a simple green olive tree can manifest the beauty of God. How about us? Uh, please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, this is telling us the difference between uh, the thoughts of a worldly person and also a thought of a Christian. For those who does not believe in God, they do anything they wish. Or they simply do what others are uh, what is fashionable in the society. And there are some people they just do anything they want. But a person who truly believes in God, he's not looking at what others are doing. They're not looking at what they like to do. The basis, uh, the fundamental of their decision of things to do is that such a, a, a decision to do such a thing, do I actually glorify the name of God? And 
Is there any positive results or even bad consequences after you uh, do such a thing, or people have a bad impression of us? We And or uh, are we thinking about whether uh, this thing that we're doing that bring any kind of interest to us? All we have to ask ourselves whether uh, before we do anything, is this thing is going to uh, glorify the name of God? If it does not glorify the name of God, doesn't matter how much interest or benefit that brings about you, uh, you should give it up. Even if it, if it glorifies the name of God, uh, it is all uh, worth the while uh, for you to do it. Even at the point of suffering. So the olive tree has been created as a beautiful and also glorious tree. And standing before God, standing before the church, standing before the worldly crowd, are you manifesting the glory of God? And second point. An olive tree uh, is a tree that bears a lot of fruit. And I believe every one of us have uh, tasted olive. And olive uh, fruit is very special. It is not very large. But there are a lot of uh, use to it. And the purpose of uh, creating this olive tree is to bear fruit. If it doesn't bear fruit, doesn't matter how beautiful the tree is, it's useless. So how uh, much fruit uh, can a uh, olive tree bear? And I have uh, checked on some of the uh, uh, this uh, uh, materials. And on the average, a average uh, olive tree can yield about uh, three, 30, 30 pounds to 100 pounds uh, 30 pounds to 100 pounds of fruit uh, every season every year. Uh, there's one kind of uh, olive tree a, a giant it's called giant chimlari uh, and this kind of olive tree can yield to one ton of olive a year. There's only one tree we're, we're talking about. And the amount of fruit that it bears is, is gigantic. Uh, therefore, this is a very good spiritual teaching. So when the olive tree bear fruit, David also bear fruit. And he wished that he can always bear fruit. Now he wished that someday he will bear the fruit of uh, fruit for God in the temple of God. When David was writing this psalm, uh, he was actually pursued by the people from Edom. He was not even in the temple of God doing anything. But his heart was so close to God. 
Even though materially uh, he was not in the uh, temple of God. But he himself, his spirit, is already in the temple of God. And for those, only for those who have already entered into the temple of God can bear fruit. And for those who have departed from God will never be able to bear fruit. Uh, therefore, the Lord Jesus said that once you depart from me, you cannot do a thing. It is only you staying in the temple of God can you bear the fruit for God. So what is the temple of God symbolizes? It symbolizes the true church of God. It is the body of Lord Jesus Christ. So whether a person's life is abundant or whether he can bear fruit, and really dependent on whether he has a connection in the Spirit of God and also whether he has a connection with the Temple of God. If you never attend church services, if you never have fellowship with brothers and sisters, if you do not have any, any kind of gathering or fellowship uh, with your fellow members. You could have been watching uh, the sermons uh, over internet every day uh, at home. But you have never come into the temple of God. You have never had this real uh, fellowship uh, with the fellow members. There's no way that you can bear fruit. That's a reason why for you to bear fruit, you need to enter into the temple of God. So what are the uh, usage of this uh, olive fruit? Uh, there are four kinds of usage. Uh, it can be served as a food. It can uh, serve uh, as a uh, burning uh, source. And it can also use uh, to anoint a king or a priest. And it can also serve as a medicinal uh, supplement. So if you uh, look at all these usages, uh, you already find that uh, it can be applied to anything. God has only created this one fruit, yet it can have so many purposes to it. And they are both uh, spiritual and also physical. And if you look at it, uh, God is indeed uh, mysterious. And if you look at uh, the food aspect of it, uh, please turn to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 25. And they took strong cities and a rich land and possessed houses full of all goods, cisterns already dug, vineyards, olive groves, and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate and were filled and grew fat and delighted themselves in your great goodness. It is a description of how good a life that the Israelites were living after they entered into the land of Canaan. And one of such is that uh, there's so many uh, uh, olive trees in there, and then there's so much fruit that has been uh, grown. 
And they have been fed with so much of these fruit, uh, they grew fat. And it is the grace of God. It symbolizes the uh, uh, grace of God in material. And, and if you ever uh, try this uh, Greek food, uh, they have a lot of those uh, dried uh, olives or uh, preserved olives in their cuisine. And those are very good. Uh, it's indeed very healthy. And the oil of olive can be used as a burning source. Let's turn to book of Exodus chapter 27. Exodus chapter 27 verse 20. And you shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamb to burn continually. It says over here, in the future, going forward, uh, they have to light uh, this lamp uh, in the temple of God. But if the, uh, this uh, candle stand uh, without the oil, uh, it will never uh, be lit up. And Therefore, God has specifically instructed them to use pure oil or pressed olive for the light. You cannot use the oil of corn. You cannot use the oil of peanuts. You can only use the oil of pressed olives. This is an evidence that in the eyes of God, olive oil is only the only one oil that is qualified to light the lamp. So in the days of absence of antibiotics and any other kind of medicines, oil uh, olive oil has been used as a medicine. And this oil uh, can actually cure the sores of wounds. Please turn to Gospel of Luke chapter 10. Gospel of Luke chapter 10 verse 34. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring and oil and wine, and he set him down, he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And this is parable of the Good Samaritan. So this uh, Good Samaritan has used this uh, oil and also wine uh, to to uh to put uh, to apply on the wounds of this person. So in general, uh, this oil was referring to uh, olive oil. And not only the oil of olive uh, can use for wounds, uh, the leaf of olive tree can also uh, have some kind of uh, healing purpose. Page 15, slide 15. And over here, uh, it says that olive leaves uh, have 10 kind of health benefits. It can uh, decrease your blood pressure. And it also can, also can uh, 
uh, better your cardiovascular uh, health. Uh, and also prevent uh, diabetes. And therefore, the purpose of God making all these kind of trees is to have all kinds of medicinal applications. And even the leaf of all the tree has a purpose. And how about the trunk of all the tree? And it is also useful. It is a very good, of, a very good kind of lumber. Please turn to First uh, King. 6 King chapter 6 verse 23 Inside the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim of olive wood each 10 cubits high And you probably thought that uh, the fruits are useful the leaves are useful uh, perhaps the trunk is just useless It is just the opposite uh, that the olive wood is uh, as good because uh, the wood of olive uh, is actually very hard it is a very high quality wood so when uh, Solomon uh, rebuilt the temple of God and it says over here so it, it says that uh, it's using this olive wood to make two cherubim however this is not the two cherubim that is above the ark it is the cherubim that is right uh, inside the inner sanctuary so they have to use this gigantic piece of lumber uh, or wood uh, to make uh, cherubim. And cherubim symbolizes angels uh, as if that the angels is protecting the temple of God. So we have talked so much about the benefits of So we have talked so much about the benefits of olive tree from the head to toe. Not only uh, that it's a beautiful tree to look at, and the fruits is delicious, even uh, its wood uh, can be used uh, to make cherubim. Because when you make cherubims, uh, you have to carve uh, on the wood itself. And there are some wood you cannot uh, simply uh, carve at it. Uh, just like into uh, corks, you cannot carve. And there are some wood after carving, uh, it decays uh, rapidly. Uh, therefore, there's a Chinese saying that uh, for those rotten woods, uh, you can never carve on them. It is a description uh, of a person uh, who is just useless. There's no way of training him. But then the olive wood, it is not uh, decay wood. And the olive wood is a good wood uh, that can be carved. It, it can be nourished, it can be carved. And all these attributes of an olive tree is just likened to a person who has been used by God. And a person could have good looks, a good family background. 
But if there is no real purpose to him, 不能用在神的殿里面，不能给神所用。If he cannot be used in the temple of God, if he cannot allow himself to be used by God, 这种这种人的生命一点意义都没有。In the life of such a person, it's just uh useless. 你看今天社会上有很多优秀的人才啊。If you look at the society today, there are a lot of elites. 那些明星也长得很好看。And a lot of celebrities, uh, they they have very good looking. 有很多人在社会上头脑很好啊。And there are a lot of people, uh, smart people in the world. If you look at uh, those uh, who are playing at FIFA, uh, they have good uh, bodies. Every day in their life, they go after the ball, they go after all kinds of money. It is only purpose of their life and their meaning. Of course, at the pinnacles of their uh, sport life, uh, they could worth uh, hundreds of millions. But in spirit, are they worth anything? If a person who is not really outstanding in any way, but he is willing to be used by God, he is willing to be used by God from head to toe, from when he was young to old. And he was willing uh, to offer himself to God. The life of such a person is full of meaning. Uh, therefore, we have to always ask ourselves this question. And do you bear fruit uh, for your Lord? If you cannot yield a ton of fruit, but at least, very least, you can yield 100 pounds. And you don't have to compare with the best trees of all. You don't need to yield a ton of fruit, yet we're just asking for 100 pounds. We're just asking for 100 pounds. And there are 52 weeks to a year that we have services. And if you're not omitting any of the Sabbath services, and if you are willing to sacrifice and then to, to uh, come and worship God, you're already bearing good fruit. And if you're coming to the church two or three times in a week, uh, you're already uh, times that to three. If you come to the, uh, the church once, you already got one fruit, and you come more, you get more. If you look at a church, if there's anything that is needed, and you initiate, uh, you initiate yourself uh, to do it, you already gain a fruit. If you care for someone, you already bear a fruit. If you preach to someone, you already bear another fruit. Or let's say if you cannot bear 100 pounds of fruit, how about 30 pounds? And how are you going to be, how are you going to be answerable to God if you cannot even yield 30 pounds of fruit? And if you have so much time at home and you rather stay at home watching TV, 
then coming to the church. And you have so much time pursuing the world, yet you don't have any time for God. And you can spend a lot of time on your phone, but you, you have no time for Bible reading. And every day you just cannot spare even 15 minutes to pray to God. And you believe in God uh, decades, but yet you have not brought anyone to the Lord. And if you were have been uh, and you try to shun away from all kinds of work that has been assigned by the church. And you don't want to do this, you don't want that. So uh, the Lord Jesus is looking at this tree as a tree that does not bear any fruit. It may be good looking, but it's not bearing uh, any fruit or even a little. And usually after planting this olive tree uh, for three years, uh, it will bear fruit. And if this uh, olive tree does not bear fruit in three years, uh, there's got to be some kind of problem. At the end, the master of the garden uh, may ask to chop that tree down. And today, the Lord God is giving us the time. After the uh, pandemic, are you bearing more fruit or less? So after the olive tree bear fruit, and just now I said that uh, this olive can be served as a food, but the flesh itself is not really that tasty, but rather the oil of it is, 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 uh, is worth, is uh, valuable. So the olive oil worth more than the flesh of the olive. So uh, how did uh, this olive oil come about? And if you look at a uh, picture on the projector, uh, this is true. This is how they extract olive oil in the past. Then you have this uh, grinding stone. And so it, it is in a circular motion. Uh, so as you push along this uh, stone uh, against the olive, uh, then it will have oil that uh, extracts. So once the stone press on the olive, it will be flattened. And the flesh itself uh, does not have much moisture, but yet a lot of oil that can be yielded. And it's not like orange where you press at it, you get a lot of juice of it, uh, but for olive, you only get oil. So after you press it, uh, you find that the olive oil will come out. And and after uh, filtration and saturation, and then finally you collect the oil. Therefore, olive oil can be only extracted after the olive has been pressed, has been uh, flattened. Uh, therefore, if you look at, uh, if you just simply look at the olive itself, 
olive fruit, uh, you, you cannot uh, do anything with the oil. The olive itself has to be pressed, it has to be flattened in order to uh, have oil. And this, uh, there's a very important spiritual significance in this. And today, if you want to become a useful olive tree, and you have to bear fruit for God, not only you have to bear fruit for God, the fruit that you bear has to be able to be pressed. And the Lord Jesus is just like the olive that has been pressed. Uh, please turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 26. Verse 36. Gospel of Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said in uh, said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. So where the Lord Jesus go uh, before the night uh, when uh, the day when he uh, was crucified. We all know that he went to this garden of Gethsemane to pray. And what is the meaning of this word Gethsemane? In Gethsemane, this word uh, means that a place for people to uh, press for oil. And there were a lot of olive trees around there. Uh, and even till this day, uh, there are some olive trees still around. Let's look at the next slide. And this is the olive tree that is still uh, existing till this day in the Garden of Gethsemane. And we believe that uh, this olive tree is already 2,000 years old. And this olive tree uh, lived uh, from the days of Jesus till now. Now, of course, in the day of Lord Jesus, the olive tree back then wasn't this big. And perhaps they have many olive trees, but, but uh, all small ones. So people in those days, they collect the olive fruit, and then they press for oil. Uh, therefore, a lot of people call that place as a place for uh, oil extraction. So next time you know that this word of Gethsemane means to uh, press for oil. So what is this to do with the prayer of the Lord Jesus? Because in the same token, the Lord Jesus was here to be pressed. He was pressed spiritually. Because the Lord Jesus knew better. That what is the most dreadful uh, punishment that is about to come on him? Let's read, uh, read verse 37. So over here he says that, uh, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, uh, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. 
And some people said that uh, the greatest pain of the cross uh, is the physical body itself. But in fact, uh, the most uh, torturing uh, moment of this cross is right before he was crucified. Because the Lord Jesus knew better how much pain uh, excruciating pain that he has to go through. Not only physically, his spirit will have to undergo uh, uh, this uh, exceedingly uh, uh, pressure. And also he will be uh, abandoned by God. Therefore he was so sorrowful. And he was very lonely because all of his disciples uh, fled from him. Of course, he has a choice to just flee. He could have just said that I quit. But he knows better that his purpose coming to this world is to be crucified. Uh, therefore, the way to describe his uh, scenario is that as if that he's fighting against heaven and earth. Because he's fighting with the will of God, he's fighting with his own thoughts. Was he supposed to glorify the name of God or was he supposed to take a comfortable way? So this a very olive fruit has been pressed over there. And if he were to flee, uh, then there's no need of extracting him. But the Lord Jesus chose to face the difficulties. So he chose to undertake this uh, uh, crucifixion. And he find himself lacking of power. He continually prayed to God. And, and lastly, he say this. Not my will, but yours be done. Oh, uh, please, uh, not my will, but your will be done. So this is the uh, the uh, uh, directions that uh, in our prayer that should be. The Lord Jesus is just likened to this small olive that's been pressed and the oil has been extracted. And if you look at how the olden days people extract uh, the oil of olive uh, through the stone, and after it was pressed, is there anything spared? None of, not even a drop that has been spared. Every drop of those olive oil has been uh, flown out. And if you look at the color on the uh, on the left side uh, of the oil, uh, doesn't it uh, look like uh, blood? And later on, the Lord Jesus was crucified. And nothing uh, that he spared. And he, for the sake of us, he broke his body, he shed his blood. And today, if there are more brothers and sisters who are willing uh, to be one of those olives to be pressed, if you are able to take away all of your self-thoughts, 
and you are able to be used by the Lord. If you are able to sacrifice yourself, if you are able to glorify the name of God, and I would say that our church has long uh, gained the, the glory of God. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people today just cannot take any kind of pressure. And people could have just say a few things about the things that they, they did, they quit. And after they have been attacked, uh, they become disappointed. But the Lord Jesus never disappointed. Every time when we feel like uh, we're so disappointed, think about the Lord Jesus just like into the olive that has been pressed in the Garden of Gethsemane. So that we have the power and strength to go on. In the past, I do remember this Chinese hymn. I thought it was very good. It says that uh, if the olive is not pressed, and it's a hymn uh, that was decades ago. I wish that uh, someday the choir may sing this hymn. And this is how we press the olive to gain oil. Brothers and sisters, are you willing to be the olive uh, to be broken up? And if you are able to uh, break yourself up, then you will be useful. And third point. And the life of all the tree is so strong. Even to the point of invincible. And there are not many trees uh, that can live over 2,000 years. But there are a lot of trees, uh, olive trees, that have already lived for more than a thousand years. And then an olive tree does not need uh, much irrigation. Just basic uh, water supply or, or, or nourishment is good enough. So when an olive tree grows old, it will stop yielding fruit. And just like unto the old tree, uh, when it gets old, uh, it will not bear fruit. And spiritually wise, uh, we're, we're just like that. And there are a lot of old uh, members in the church uh, that does not bear fruit. But I'm, I'm not saying that each one or every one uh, uh, these are senior members in the church does not bear fruit. But uh, to be to be uh, to be more accurate, that a lot of uh, senior members did not uh, bear fruit for sure. If you look at all these newly, uh, newly baptized members, uh, who brought them? Because the uh, senior members uh, never brought any. And if you ask uh, all these people to just uh, uh, pass a flyer on the street, they, they refuse. And if you were asked uh, to uh, go door to door uh, to preach, and you refuse. And if we were to ask you to speak to someone, a stranger on the bus, uh, about our gospel, and you dare not do it. 
But it's so miraculous that uh, some of our newly baptized members they brought uh, truth seekers. If you look at the uh, uh, Bible study on Thursdays, and how many of our uh, old members that came. And there are some uh, who did not come uh, even if they are free at home. And there are some uh, who are newly baptized for a few years. Uh, they are so eagerly bringing uh, friends here. Uh, therefore, sometimes you find that old trees a lack of the signs of life. And sometimes you find that old trees have uh, lesser food. And what can we do about that? In the next slide. And for those uh, who, uh, who, who actually plant this uh, olive tree garden, uh, they know what to do with it. So they will cut off the branches of this all over olive tree. And all of those are branches that does not bear fruit, they cut it off. Uh, even to the point they have to cut a lot of it. So after you cut off all those old branches, and the trunk will now die. But instead, you will find that it's uh, begin, uh, begin to uh, sprout. And this is the uh, miraculous uh, uh, thing about this uh, olive tree. The uh, life of olive tree is very strong. Even if you cut off the good half of this tree, uh, it will still grow later on. And there's a spiritual teaching in this. This is telling us that uh, for those who have been a member for the longest time in the church, uh, there is, is a way for us to uh, rekindle our faith. Because sometimes God will have to teach you a lesson first. God will have to cut off your branch first. So that uh, it will inflict some kind of pain. On you, that you will have to weep. So that our uh, our faith, uh, we have to uh, rethink about our faith. That before the Lord, we have to repent. That once again, we will regain the spiritual life. If the Lord is willing. And if it still have mercy for us. And he will uh, cut, us, uh, cut up all the branches on us and, and punish us. And this is how uh, the old trees can once again bear fruit. Are we uh, willing uh, to be trimmed uh, by the Lord? Do we have this kind of humble heart? If we do have that, that we can once again have life in us. And there are a lot of other teachings about this olive tree. In the future, I will share with you more uh, once I have a chance. Let's sing him. Please sing him number 53. 